Hey guys, it's Mom Tourage, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. We've got a great show today. We're on a roll, and today we're welcoming some more guests. Yay! That's right. Today we have Erica and Mila from one of our all-time favorite mom podcasts, Good Moms, Bad Choices. Seriously, that is the best name. It's so good. So good. I'm so mad we didn't even think of it ever. Well, we did once we had heard it existed. (laughs) That doesn't take credit. And we needed a name. Right. And And then we were like, God damn it. So good. Plus, our hashtag swag bag picks for the week. But stay tuned because first up, the tits and the shits. Hi, all. We just wanted to let you know that we recorded today's interview with the wonderful Erica and Mila of Good Moms, Bad Choices a few weeks ago. But we are recording these pickups in present day. So um, there is no talk of coronavirus for that reason. All right. The tits and the shits. Quarantine edition. Yeah, the tits and the shits quarantine edition. So we're still sticking with our regular highs and lows, but these are strange waters we're navigating. Yes. We're just going to try and check in with each other. So how are you doing, Carrie? Um, I'm doing a little bit better because I'm in New Jersey and I'm with my baby girl. We were separated for a little while. Unfortunately, Lee is in Cleveland, so the family separated. But I feel much better being with my mom. And as you guys all know, I'm obsessed with my mom and being with Luna. So I feel better in that way. And it's been really nice because I've been still able to offer my clients. I'm a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher. I've still been able to reach out to them and do yoga and meditation. I know. And it's just so nice because the one good thing about this crazy virtual world that we live in is I felt like I was hanging out with them. I saw them popping up and they were saying hi and sending love. And I felt like I was the same way that I feel when I walk into a classroom. Oh, that's good. Yeah, one of my favorite things about teaching is it's like hanging out with friends and able to help them at the same time. And I've been feeling that way too, so it makes me feel less isolated. Good. So that's a tits. The shits... I'm going to be really silly here. And I just, I sort of packed a go bag and I didn't really think too much of what I was packing. And these clothes are definitely comfortable, but man, I look terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And my hair, I wasn't planning on growing out my hair. I can't stop talking about my hair, but you know, when you have short hair, when it grows out, it starts to look funky. Like it's got to be high and tight. You know what I mean? To look Mm -hmm. chic. And it's just looking really messy because I don't have a haircut. And I also feel like you all are going to see my real hair color pretty soon and no one's seen that in a really long time so (laughs) well I mean the good news is the nice thing about the whole country being on quarantine is nobody's gonna really see you except for Instagram live and when they do they're gonna understand and the other nice exciting thing in my humble opinion is I can't wait to see all these people all these celebrities all these Instagram thoughts on Instagram with all their fillers without, you know, without their dye jobs. I am psyched to see what people really look like. Well, my friend who works for a plastic surgeon, I got intel. Plastic surgeons are doctors, and so they're allowed to stay open. So you actually can go get your Botox. Even for elective shit? Like, shouldn't that be rationed? Uh, In the same way that chicken breasts are being (laughs) rationed? It should be, but my friends on the street that work in the plastic surgeon's office say you can still go get your Botox and your fillers. That's a bullshit loophole as far as I'm concerned. Especially if they have masks. Give us your masks. 
I want to see what the entire Kardashian clan looks like without fillers and Botox. I know, but they've had so much shit outside of filler and Botox that we'll never know what they really look like. I know. I I mean, we do. You have to Google what they look like 15 years ago, and then you'll have an idea. Which, P.S., Ashley and I do on the regular, and then send it to Uh, each other. All the time. We are so obsessed, and it's not in a hater way. It's just like- Fascinating. We're so curious. Yeah, and we also are always like daydreaming about if we were to get plastic surgery, what it would be, how we would do it, what we would do, you know. It's just like a hobby. It's like we're bench, we're bench, yeah. what is it, bench side players? Bench warmers? No, what is it like, Like we're like backseat drivers basically. Mm, I don't yeah. know where I was going with any of those references. But Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the shits is my bad hair, and I really, my go bag should have been with more attractive alt-leisure instead of just, today I'm wearing tie-dyed, tight yoga pants that I bought in Costa Rica in 2005. Well, I am wearing a union suit with a butt flap yes. and my husband's sweater, <laughs> so... Beat ya. Good times. I think that actually mm. sounds pretty cute. Okay, so yeah. Ashley, how are you doing? Oh, man. Like every day is a new struggle, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be grim or overdramatic, but shit's weird. I, I just, the two things that keep coming out of my mouth repeatedly are shit's weird and what a time to be alive. I just, I went to Sam's Club this morning. I'm hearing some rumors about... LA has their shutdown went into effect last night. New York has a shutdown that is about to go into effect. I don't know. They jumped 2,000 cases in a day. So New York is scary as hell right now. But Hudson County, which is where I am in New Jersey, it's going to follow suit at any point. And I wanted to go make sure I had my last stock up of everything before they announced it and people went absolutely crazy. And there was a very big line, but I did get a five or six case of Clorox wipes. So I'm not going to have to blow anybody, which is super exciting. Guys, I know you were worried about her or you were lining up to get yours, but (laughs) nobody was lining up. They were like, I've seen her teeth. Um, <laughs> Can I ask you how yeah, much you spent at Sam's Club? Is that a ghost? Oh, yeah. I spent $450. Got it. I also want you all to know that I had previously already spent $500 on all kinds of stocking up food. But I will tell you, I went with my dad, and my dad was slightly horrified at the amount of alcohol I bought. <laughs> I bought a huge bottle of Jack Daniels. Huge. I bought the America's Choice $13 vodka that's really large but actually delicious and I would drink it on the rocks. I bought two of those. I bought four bottles of Sauve Blanc, three bottles of Malbec, (laughs) and a case of Corsi's. So, man, I, you know, I am definitely not stocked up enough. You need to get stocked up before they shut shit down. Because without alcohol, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and your shits? My shits are, aside from like, you know, balancing. All right. I've never truly been an alcoholic, although we can all say I teeter on it. And I won't argue that, especially after I just told you <laughs> how much alcohol I bought. But I've never been in like a 12-step program. So from my very limited knowledge of it, I have spent this past week going through all the stages, you know, like one day it was just, but not, not with alcohol, the stages of no, 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 right. In regards to the, the virus or the infection as they call, 
called it in the the presidential, yes. uh, Democratic presidential debates. I, just like one day I'm angry, and then one day I'm pressed, and then one day I just, I accept it. That was a good day, the accepting day. That was like two days ago where I was just like, ah, this is just where we are now. Yeah, This I, is what's happening. I remember that day. You're like, I'm doing pretty good today. I was like, okay. I had no answer for you because I was not doing good, but I was so, no. I was like, cool. <laughs> you and I are so on the ledge that like, well, one day one of us will text the other one and be like, today's not a good day. And the other one will just say, I'm sorry. Usually <laughs> we're like, what can I do for you? We just like can't even be there for each other. We're just like, I'm here to hear you, but like you got to solve it yourself. The other day I was spiraling, but I had not known that Ashley was already in a deeper spiral. And I went to share something. Now she's like, I can't, I can't stop, stop. You can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. right now. And then I just went radio silent, like radio, Like literally radio. I texted you so many other things and you like, didn't respond. Nothing. I like gave her, she texted me like 15 other things throughout the rest of the day. I was <laughs> spiraling and knew that nothing that I could reply back. Would, she told me to stop. So I did. But then I think she got worried. The next day she was like, are you okay? I was like, oh yeah, I just couldn't reply back because I wouldn't have been able to stop. You also, you also congratulated me on boundaries, which I was like, oh my God, look at me. I did have boundaries. You did. I'm so proud. And be- but no, we're doing good with each other, I think. And because I'm such a narcissist, I was like, look at me congratulating boundaries. <laughs> I made it about me. I was like, I'm the most considerate person. I am telling her she has boundaries and then praising her for it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's the truth of the times. Well, guys, that's the tis- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Carrie. Yes? Do you remember how hard it was when you were pregnant to find cute clothes that were well-made? Ugh, yeah, it was the worst. Everything either made me look like a little short tent, cost so much money, or, like, fell apart after two washes. I know. And I know you and I are probably done having kids, but if we ever get pregnant again, I found the perfect maternity clothing line. It's called Stowaway Collection, and it is cute. Cute! And every piece is designed to show off that bump so you don't look like a tent, and it's perfect to wear from dust to dinner. I love the idea of stowaway. Luna was my little stowaway. Exactly. So cute. Stowaway is female-owned and operated by a mother-daughter duo, which is basically the cutest. That's so cute. I love it, and that's our dream to work with our mom. Yep. And every piece of clothing is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. So should I try to get pregnant just so I can wear those clothes? Go for it. I mean, why not? Why not? And when you do, you can shop at stowawaycollection.com where there's always free shipping and free returns on all orders. And our friends at Stowaway are offering our Momtourage listeners 30% off full-priced items with code WINTERSALE through March. Plus, are you ready for this? Yep. We have partnered with the ladies of Stowaway to give away a $50 shopping credit to one lucky winner. So make sure you head to our Instagram page and uh, look for that giveaway. It's at Momtourage Podcast to enter. That's right. And make sure to listen to next week's episode where we will announce our winner. Win-win! Erica and Mila are two uncensored sex and cannabis positive parents challenging the stereotypes of single parenting and life based in L.A. And you can listen to Good Moms, Bad Choices on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts with a new episode dropping every Wednesday. Welcome, Erica and Mila! Thank you! 
Oh, God, how long has it been since we've seen you guys? Like six months? Six months? That's it? That's it? I guess so. Eight months? Maybe eight months. I don't know. I thought it was like a year. No. No. <laughs> no? Time is so relevant. Maybe. You're right. It was last summer because it was hot as shit. When That's I was right. Right. Oh, God. Right. It was a sweaty situation. That's yeah. right. And Jamila was hot. What shoes over. are you wearing? Slightly better shoes than last time, but only slightly. I'm wearing my club outfit from last night. <laughs> I so. love that. Again. Band. So not much has changed yes. in eight months, I guess. Huh? Except <laughs> I feel like the last shoes you wore were even less practical for New York City. These oh, are yeah. better. These are better. Your lashes look like ankle twisters. No, they were platforms. I no, th- I think they were they were the ones with that go like in like that. No, they weren't. Like they Lady were just, Gaga? They were daytime shoes. I they love that. <laughs> LA daytime shoes are very different than no, New York daytime no, shoes. LA it's true. Days, like no one wears heels in LA. No, no one wears heels in, in, in New York. New York is like kitten heel fucking center. Now, but like back like a couple years ago, not so much. This is a shoe podcast. I remember <laughs> when I moved to LA, I was like, why doesn't anyone wear heels? Really? Here? Or everyone wears yoga pants. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. They're very practical, says the girl in sneakers. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's get shall into we? it. So do you want to start? I mean, we know this information, but our listeners might not know this information. So you want to start with introducing yourselves and your kids' ages. Sure. Stuff like that. So I'm Erica, and um, I have a daughter. Her name is Irie. She's four, turning five, to, not tomorrow, <laughs> next month. <laughs> next month, going on like 15. Living, born and raised in L.A. I'm a valley girl. Shout out to anyone from the 818. <laughs> Mila. Hello there. <laughs> Hi. Um, I'm Mila. I'm also a valley girl. My daughter's Luna. She's five. I like long walks on the beach. Tequila. Nice. Oh, amen. <laughs> we are, for the listeners out there, you guys usually smoke during your podcast, right? Yes. yes okay. Absolutely. We would have done it, but we're indoors in a, in in a, recording, a, in studio. a recording studio. We're in a recording studio in an office. During so the day. Not a choice. <laughs> Instead, we are having a lovely gruner. Gruner. Really good, yeah, we record at our home, so it's a little easier. Yeah, and totally. And just, yeah. And now we go to studio, like, what do you mean we can't smoke weed? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we love the name of your podcast so, so much. It's so good. Thank you. How did you guys come up with it? You know, it took about like two weeks. We're going intense brainstorming. Yeah, it t- it, we knew like. You know, when me and Jamila started our podcast, you know, we knew that we were going to be pretty unfiltered, uncensored, and that, you know, me and her, you know, we're good moms, but we often make bad choices. Yeah. Um, originally, the podcast was actually, we had this really long It name. was ridiculous. It was Parental Advisory, Good Moms, Bad Choices. <laughs> and then at some point, we got fucking tired of saying the whole thing, so yeah. we just I'm cut- really glad you cut out that first part. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we came. And I think, you know, it really explains us in a nutshell. Yeah. If you listen to our podcast, and you'll understand. But I also feel like it explains every normal mom out there. Right. I know you guys are a little more unfiltered, but we all make bad choices all I mean, the damn time. I think that's the point is that we make bad choices and hopefully we learn from them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So acknowledging them is like the first step. Exactly. <laughs> and I think for us, like bad choices, uh, it's it's not necessarily bad. Right. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes, you know, bad things are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're just messy choices. They're messy choices. Yeah, they're not like, you know, immature choices. Or maybe choices. they're bad to other people, but to me, like me smoking weed, as a parent, some people would deem bad. Right. I don't. Right. So I deem it necessary. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's called self care. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. It all, and it looks different for everyone. I think for us, like obviously, we're super uncensored. If you listen, but um, it's just about like acknowledging for other moms too that. It's okay to live a little and to fuck up, and then you know you're still a good mom. It doesn't, right. it doesn't compromise your your entire motherhood story, and you know not to let other people shame you. So I, I'm so glad we can have you back on this podcast, this version, version yeah. 2.0, where we can be as uncensored as 
we are. They cut out like half of our fucking episode last time. Yeah, I was like, I we was said like, a lot more cool shit. I was like, Erica, can you email them so we can get the uncut version? <laughs> um, was there a specific bad choice that inspired the name or was it just like a culmination of bad choices? I started listening to podcasts and I think we probably discussed this when we met the first time that got cut off. But I was, I've, I listened to like murder mystery podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've never really listened to any other like talk type podcast. Yeah. yeah. But then I was like, you know, let me look a parenthood podcast. And I saw that there was like really none that w- really went there. And they're like, all so sweet and so wholesome. So sweet, so wholesome. Or they do, they like say fuck and it's like a big deal yeah. or something. And also like as single parents, we're both single, we're black. Like I just didn't find any. No, there isn't. I, I didn't find any. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just start my own. But then before that even, I would, me and Jamila were talking and I was sharing this story with her that like I had recently become single and I had joined Tinder and like I was just looking to fuck. Let me tell this story actually. She's like um, I want to start a podcast, like a mom podcast, but right before this, keep in mind, me and Erica became really close on the podcast. We were mostly like playdate friends. And she told me this, she had just recently become single and she had joined Tender and she met this really, really hot, hot couple. And she's like, yeah, I'm fucking this couple. And I'm like, what? How'd you find a couple on Tinder? And honestly, they're I didn't- are the unicorn. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know there were yeah. couples yeah. on Tinder. Yeah, there are. There yeah. are. They're not all cute. I got she real got lucky. lucky. <laughs> and, and I think at this point, I didn't. I hadn't realized that like Erica was this spicy of a friend. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I like you more now yeah. <laughs> and then like maybe minutes later she's like oh by the way do you want to start this podcast and I was like uh yeah but I'm like how how real are we about to get because I don't have a filter I was like are you going to tell your story about your couple and she's like uh well I can't get fired and neither can you so fuck it yeah and I was yep. like alright and the whole time like with the name and like as we were cultivating this idea I was like is this going to come off correctly <laughs> like are people going to understand where we're going with this like we have sex but also we're great moms <laughs> and I mean apparently it's working but yeah. that was the bad choice that, that inspired yeah that set the tone for the rest of the podcast. It's so perfect. It just encapsulates everything that you're trying to achieve. Similarly, Ashley and I met because of the podcast. So right. that was the big reveal uh, is that we were supposed to be best friends. We were not actually best friends. I think we told you guys this. And we became actual real life best friends yeah, from that's the us podcast. Too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's main reason why we were met to meet, I think. And we finally gotten to the point where we can be like, oh my God, you're driving me crazy. Of course. I'd yeah. be like, you need to shut the fuck up right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, which is good. I think that's a really good place yeah. to get in a I'm relationship. I'm like, I'm going to give you space right now. Right. But I'm right. Like, Carrie, I'm in a bad mood. I need to not talk right, to you exactly. right now. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's the perfect. Me and Jamil aren't good at boundaries. Oh, we we're working like, on every it. waking second together. Yeah. And then we get annoyed with each other, but we don't say it. But like, then we just work through it. Yeah, you just we do, we do work through it, yeah. We are separated by a state, so maybe that helps, because yeah. she's New Jersey, I'm New York, but very shortly I'll be coming to you, Ash, in the oh, state of no, New Jersey. Oh, no, there go my boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> no more boundaries, bitch. No more boundaries. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened with your child or has happened to you or your child? You know those moments where you're like, oh, this is real embarrassing. Either- oh, yeah, I have one. Okay, I, tell I me. Go ahead, it. go ahead, please. Um, I was with my daughter, and... <laughs> What were, we, what were we? I don't even know how this conversation come like, came up, but she said in, in, to someone else, "My mommy doesn't like white people." <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "No, what?" I mean, who was the first to a white person? I, no, she didn't. Okay. Oh, well, thank God. I know. But I was like, who was first it? First of all, it's not true. Second of all, I'm part white. Third of all, I think because I'm always like talking my super black shit like <laughs> that's that's her version of it I, I, you hate no, what do you mean you're super black shit like you're I just, for like uh, empowerment no, no I just mean like sometimes I'm like oh that's that's white people shit right. well I say that as a white person all the time 
time. I guess like, technically oh, white people do that kind of stuff. Ashley's so, our token Latina here. <laughs> so so but so I say that and like I'll, I'll say I had to really like take in mind. I had to be very conscious. Like what am I saying? Because your reply is equally as her, important. Making her feel like I don't like white people. Like of course I I have white friends. I'm sitting with you guys too. I'm just right. like I just and so I was like mortified. First of all, I mean, and also thankful that it was not a white person that she said it to. <laughs> Um, the, the black person that she said it to like thought it was the funniest thing ever and I was just like don't fucking laugh like you know like when your yes. kid does some funny yes. shit but that's the, like yes. don't fucking laugh Stop. I always laugh I have to be better about that so yeah as a parent like when she said that I was like okay I really need to be mindful of what I'm saying because that's not the truth but that's how she's downloading it and so you know I was like no baby mommy loves all colors Black, brown, white, yellow, purple, doesn't matter. We love everyone. And, you know, I'm because I have a black child and I'm a black woman. And, like, I just am very conscious, too. Like, I always empower her blackness because, for me, like, I, I didn't have that. Like, my mom is, she's Mexican, and I mostly grew up in, you know, predominantly white areas and so I had to empower myself really and so I want to give that to her and so, but I, I also have to like be mindful of like okay love yourself be empowered but also know that like you can love other people and everyone yeah you know so like for me that was like an oh shit fuck moment <laughs> yeah yeah do you have one embarrassing yeah either uh, was embarrassing for your child or, or for em- you or for you um, with your child my child. <laughs> One time, um, I had like an ex come into town, a chick, and uh, I put the baby to bed, and I like, I don't know, we were like went in the other room, and we were like, <laughs> she woke up and came in, and she was like on top of me. I was like, oh, hey! <laughs> Hi there, baby! <laughs> This is mommy's good friend. Right. I mean, she. I'm sure she doesn't remember. She was like literally too. And I'm just like scooped her up and put her in the bed with us and like laid her back down. And I'm like, oh no, she's gonna have lesbian lesbian thoughts of me forever. <laughs> and not that it's inaccurate, obviously, but like also, am I scarring my child for life? I don't probably think so. not. Yeah. No. And like, <laughs> we're having a special hug. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like? I mean, one of the things that I think Carrie and I really love about both of you is you get. The working mom hustle. You know, no no shame to stay-at-home moms. We love stay-at-home moms, but you two are always out there working your asses off, always trying to, like, get further in your career and do more. And, you know, that's something we relate to. How do you guys kind of balance all of that? And you're single moms on top of it. So you have to also bring in co-parenting and that, like, schedule. Just, like— Oh, we know about your schedule. Yeah, just, like— I love that schedule. Family yeah, calendar. Schedule, girl. Yep. Having the family calendar and trying to juggle that shit is so difficult. So I imagine if someone doesn't live in the same house as you, that's going to make things more difficult. How do you juggle all of that? Like, what are your tips? Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I've been trying to explain it. I got exhausted. Here's the thing. It's like sometimes you, you're you doing it well, and yeah. then sometimes you're fucking failing. You know, I think I've gone through like a very large part of this last year up to this year where I've been failing. I've been feeling like I'm failing. and You're not failing. You're doing great. I know, but you know. I validate you. I see you. But you know, I've cried so much. I'm just like always feeling like I'm not doing enough. Like, am I, am I fucking my kid up? Working all the time. I'm out of town so much. So is her dad. And like having talks with him. And like I recently told Jamila this. Um, I had this epiphany and I'm like, Jamila, parenthood and like co-parenting it's like the Super Bowl how the fuck do you win the Super Bowl if you're not communicating with the other players about the game plan for me and my child's father we don't communicate a lot and I recently even like had this conversation I literally stole your line and said it to my baby dad because he has because he played he's like really into football and sports so I was like this is something he can relate to and understand and I was like dude our our kid is the Super Bowl and we don't fucking talk about the game plan ever like we gotta like come together and talk like how the fuck are we supposed 
supposed to have like the best like game ever if we don't know what the plan is. Right. So I think obviously if you're if you're single like us and maybe you don't have an ideal situation, it's hard. I mean, you you kind of got to figure it out on your own. You have the game plan with your with your tribe, right? Yeah. But you're gonna fail sometimes. You're gonna feel balanced sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like I'm killing it. I'm doing so good. Yep. I'm gonna go to the Valentine's Day party at kindergarten. I'm gonna give cupcakes and then <laughs> I'm gonna go do the podcast. I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna drink water and like I'm drinking feeling- water is always like <laughs> such a hard part of. And the then schedule. sometimes I'm like I'm dehydrated. Yeah. I'm drinking too much. I haven't. No, I can't go to the Valentine's Day party. I'm fucked up. I'm like having too much sex with random people. What am I doing? Like, and so I think that it's just you're not always going to be balanced. I don't think it's possible. I don't. And like, I think I beat myself up about it all the time, even though I know that. You know, so I don't know if there's a perfect. It's so interesting because you just felt like you were failing all the time. So I have a friend who her daughter is like one of my all time favorite people on the planet. She's nine, which evidently nine's a hard year. So let's all get ready for the nines with your kids. I got a son, so I feel a little girl nines is evidently puberties happen like at nine. Like shit starts to get weird at nine. Like just mentally starting to be a little bit around nine. Yeah. So we were all hanging out, you know, doing a family barbecue kind of thing. Look at you. You're like early. Like, what the fuck? Like mentally. Yeah. It's like 12. Like mental, like getting into it. I got my period at 11. So her mother was a teacher. And then when she had her daughter, she's like, I really want to devote my time to my daughter. She then also had two kids. Anyway, she is a stay-at-home mom. And I was just saying to the little girls, like, oh, hey, like, what do you, we were talking about, like, jobs and she asked me what my job was which is always confusing to people and, <laughs> yeah, that's very difficult. and I was like so what do you think you want to do as a job and she's like I hate school but mom says I have to go to school because then when you have school you go to school you have more choices about what you want to do and I don't want to end up like my mom and I said what and her mom's <laughs> my best friend this child is like my child and I was like what and she goes yeah I don't end up like my mom using my dad's credit card at Target <gasps> <laughs> where did you hear that and I go, you need to shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. And her mom was right there, and I could see it affect her mom, but she didn't want to show Did that her it affected. Her? Yeah. yeah. And I go, your mom is an amazing teacher, and she made a choice to stay home and take care of you and your brothers and sisters because she wants to make sure that you guys have all the things that you need. And I'm like, it's not your dad's money that bought this house and your dad's money that's at, at Target. Your mom had a full career. Yep. And, and your she, mom made this home a home. Yep. Right? made me rethink. I was like, do I have to show my daughter no. that I'm hustling? No. Like, what's going to happen? It really, like, blew my brain up. There's no winning. Either I'm not there enough. Well, to, or- put, well, to put it in perspective, uh, my mom, she was a single parent as well, worked her ass off, was um, a makeup professional makeup artist, and worked nonstop. And I remember there was this time where I, it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or like, my, or my mom asked me, or someone asked me, like, would you be a makeup artist? And I said, oh, God, no. I would never want to be a makeup artist like my mom. And like, <laughs> like, my mom told me this later on in life, like, that really broke my heart. It made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. And that's someone who I constantly saw working. Yeah. You know, so I think it doesn't matter whether you're Kids working all mean. the time. The story is little girls are little bitches. Exactly. <laughs> no matter what you're doing. My son's an asshole at two years old. So. Yeah. And now my mom is like my idol. So right. it's like. Yeah. Your mom's a boss bitch. <laughs> but you know what? I'm like All just, our moms are boss bitches. Well, we're here. Yeah. One thing I'll say like to all the, the married moms out there and the single moms. Now, like. Like, after I'm out of my relationship in a stable place, even at, right after, I actually feel like this was the 
ideal situation for me because I could drop you off and then I have time for myself yeah. and like I, it was hard for me to balance that and I find like with a lot of married moms which is even more fucking frustrating it's like you have a partner right there in yes. your fucking face mm-hmm. and they're you, and you're still not like doing what you want to do because they're just expecting it to fall on you because that's just like the role of a mother for me co-parenting even though it's a difficult thing to like navigate and there's you know there's it's just a lot yeah. because our, obviously our relationship didn't work out but honestly having the time and the space to be like I'm leaving I'll be back I think is really don't ask me what I'm doing yeah I, I, don't call me honestly <laughs> I think that's a really good point I think we put so much weight in this patriarchal society's view of what like, motherhood should be and the American family and the husband and the wife and the kids and it's all bullshit said, also it's 100% true what you said before in the podcast realm or in any realm really there's not really representation, representation yep. of a uh, single black mothers and, there just isn't or it, even single moms and single moms yeah, and, and it's like, like suddenly you have a baby and everybody's fucking married yep no okay I go to my yeah. job my kid off at school like, where's your husband I'm like what husband bitch yeah. <laughs> you see any rings on his fingers like yeah, don't assume exactly. but also like I think as black women specifically there's a negative association with being a single black mom so we went to this party one time it was like a single mom thing and they played this video and it was like single moms are 80% of poverty single moms only get one meal a week <laughs> it was like <laughs> what it was so dramatic. And me and Erica are like, Jesus Christ, this is about Was it aimed about towards us? black women specifically? It's a black, it was, the founder was black, but it was just <laughs> like, like, what is this old-ass I mean, Well, it was also like they were trying to get money, so they were like really making us look so dire. I was like, what That's the not gonna fuck? help. I just want to give a single mom some money because I want to, not because you're trying to make everything look horrible. And then the auction came around and everyone was silent. <laughs> I was like, this is so awkward. You're like, this is a silent auction? No. 1500 1500 is to feed two families. Like, what about 1000 500 Okay, fine. Fifty dollars. Like, oh, I'll take it. I'm a single mom, <laughs> but that is taking away my one meal for the week. So sorry. God. Let's talk about mom coping mechanisms as we take a sip of our wine. Okay, so let's not assume that everybody knows your mom coping mechanisms. I think that there are tons of different mom coping mechanisms that we all use. Name some of your favorites and why they work for you. Locking myself in my room. No. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Crying in the closet. Um... I don't want to say weed because, like, I think a lot of people would assume that's it. I mean, obviously, I, I use weed because I, I feel like weed does make me a better parent in many ways. It makes me more playful. It helps me chill the fuck out if I'm stressed, but not just in parenthood, in life in general. Right. I think, like, hanging out with, like, I have to hang out with my friends. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crucial for me to take that time to be with my friends because I think as parents, sometimes we forget who we were before yep. parenthood. That was just our episode a couple weeks ago is that who you are aside from just somebody's mom. Yeah. And, and you, you know what? We do change, period. There's things that are different. They'll never be the same again. And sometimes people deal with that in different ways. Sometimes they really think it's like a loss. And other times, you know, people get really empowered by that. And so for me, like, I think connecting with my friends that maybe even don't have kids so that I can just act like I don't have kids for a day. Forget, forget (laughs) your real responsibility. It's like, I don't have what kids? I don't have kids. Uh, I I mean, I guess guess weed is a coping mechanism. I think we're always constantly trying to balance what is coping and maybe... What's too much? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Fucking my biggest pet peeve is like, moms, this is you. Don't get mad. Um, like, <laughs> oh, moms are going to get mad about everything. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Whatever. my God. That's another thing. Don't worry about it. Moms who are just like, and this is a part of the problem, like with society, they have kids and then suddenly they think they have to live, breathe, eat, sleep, shit their kids. And yeah. if you're not, then you're a bad mom. And like at one point, I think I had a girlfriend who has two kids and like had two kids too soon with a guy she didn't really know. Just got tied down really quickly, bought a house, got engaged. And then I was like going out some. 
sometimes because I drop my kid off every other weekend, yeah. bitch. And she was like, you, well, you go out a lot. And I almost jumped across the fucking table. And You're like, yeah, I do. was like, sure, motherfucking do, do bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having a good time. Yeah. Aren't you jealous? Yeah. Oh, look at this picture. <laughs> but, like, just, you know, like, shaming each other. And I felt like it was jealousy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're mad. You didn't go Moms out. Moms are huh? hard on each other. We are. And I, and I, well, and women. I, women are hard on each other. But I think that moms. Mom, being a mom adds an extra layer of judgment. Yeah, I post a lot of topless pictures because yeah. I like my body. Good. <laughs> and, my, and my friend's like. If I had good boobs. I, I enjoy your topless pictures. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> um, my friend was like, well, what was the point? Like, do you want attention? And also, it's like my friend for like 10 years. I'm like, bitch, I'm going to punch you. I want to. I like it. I like yeah. me. You know, like it's not necessarily being validated by someone else. But it's that's how I cope. Because, I, I, you know, like you're constantly in motherhood. And as a human, you're going to find different ways to cope. Sometimes it's drinking tequila and staying out till five in the morning and showing up for your podcast drunk the next day. Yes. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, some, sometimes it's reading a book. Sometimes it's hanging with your, your single friends. You know, sometimes it's just hanging. Mine is never reading Sometimes a book. it's going to get your nails done and yeah. just like yeah. tuning out and putting for your For me, I just in, need to like know? sit in silence in front of a TV or not and just like have nobody bothering alone. me. Alone. Yeah. Just the just alone. Like whatever that means, whether it means I have to drop my kid off somewhere, I just need to not have anybody up in my business and just doing whatever the hell I want for a certain amount of time. And it mostly involves quiet. Mine 100% of the time involves uh, reality television, reality TV <laughs> mm-hmm. and and alcohol of some kind. And yeah. when I say 100% of the time, I mean in that like 20% of the time that I get that <laughs> right. moment to myself. Right, right, right. Or 15%. 15. I was going to say 20 yeah. Yeah, I was like, 20%. Wow, I'm definitely really... <laughs> very generous with myself here. <laughs> Obviously, our show's called Momtourage. This whole idea that Carrie and I found ourselves in this kind of lonely journey after we became moms. And I feel like that's very relevant to you two as well. Do you have any tips for the moms that are listening on how to make mom friends, authentic mom friends? But it's also finding your... Your tribe. Yes. Yeah. So how do you, what do you guys do to do that? You're like, we have a podcast and we do. <laughs> no, literally, like we have a, honest, we have a bomb ass community and we try to like have meetups. Like even yeah. when we're out here. I love watching your meetups on Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> how did you guys do this? We just post <laughs> and they come. I also love all your followers because when you post pictures that your followers have sent, I'm like, I want them to be my friends. Yes. Those are my kind of friends. But literally, that's how we found our community. You, yeah. should, you should hear the conversations we have in our meetups. I mean, if you're friends with us, if you like us, then you can't be judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a yeah, lot of shit yeah. to judge. Yeah. So I think we like the type of people that we like or like like us gravitate, and then they start to exchange, you know, friendships. And so like and they tell two friends. Yeah, we've like cre- we've friends. created this like wonderful like free minded like minded community. Yeah. you know, and, and we've even like made internet friends. Which prior to the podcast, if someone told me they met a friend through fucking oh yeah, you'd Instagram, be like, that's weird. Like, what a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weird. But now I'm like I totally get it. We have friends just like in DMs. And yeah. I'm like, like people that come to my house, come to my daughter's birthday party. I mean, I. Think I think also, I mean, when we started our podcast, like, I didn't have any mom friends. Like, I had zero. And so I felt very lonely. And so the reason I even met Jamila was because one of my friends posted a picture of Jamila, and I saw that she had a kid, and I immediately texted my friend, like, who the fuck is that? And she was like, oh, yeah, it's my friend Jamila. She's like, actually, we're going out tonight. And I was like, I'll be there. And I went, and I, like— Oh, you stalked me. And I cornered her, and I really, like, cornered her. And, like, it's a in, modern love story. I love I this. literally cornered her, and I was like, hey, I heard you have a kid. She's like, yeah. Was we like, talked about she, the mom pickup line. I'm like, like should yeah, I have a play date? And she was like, okay. I was like, take my number. And I literally, I went there for that reason. Probably left right after that. And then I literally t- never saw you again. <laughs> now that you saw me, I was like, she appeared elusively. And then she like disappeared. I was like, gotta go back to the kid. <laughs> I think my daughter was like, I don't know, eight months at the time. And so I, I just text her and like, I just... I, I really facilitated the relationship. Like other friends that, you know, don't have podcasts, obviously. Facebook. Everybody has a podcast. 
face- girl. It's so true. Facebook groups, like Facebook mom groups, there's so many and there's like a lot of, you know, women that are looking to meet up. I mean, I think it just like putting yourself in places where moms go like whether that's the group activities although sometimes you know you'll read some moms that are not your people um but you just got to kind of put yourself out there a little bit you know and you know once your kid is in school like maybe i have connecting with the moms at the school for me Uh -uh, not really my my, not really my cup of tea because i you know i'm a very specific i'm i'm not for everyone i always say if you're (laughs) i had this one teacher this quote it's so dorky, but it, it pertains to everything in life. He was like a design teacher, and he said, an all-purpose room is a no-purpose room. Be as specific as you can about everything, because then you'll get the exact right audience. Was Although, it an acting teacher? No, it was a scenic design teacher for the theater. Same shit. <laughs> but anyway. It wasn't like a science teacher. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. Like, I'm not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not for everybody. But you know what? I don't like everybody. Yeah. In fact, I don't like most people. Say I that don't. again, girl. Uh, yeah. But I try to be open, because just because we don't might not like they don't have to enjoy like- our fun the same way yeah. doesn't mean we can't have a cool conversation and our kids can't get together maybe we can like vibe and like drink wine every now and then right. but you gotta put yourself out there you yeah. can't you, it's it's it, yeah. it's not gonna come to you no it's not, not magic be no. Erica go stalk a mom yeah you know, that's what I do I stalked a mom this weekend ooh I gave her my number I was like hey ooh, who did you stalk she's jealous that I was, am a little I'm your bit. friend bitch I was I went to this this was gonna be part of my tits and my shits I went to this um, Brooklyn is so Brooklyn it's so Brooklyn I love Brooklyn. oh god there I'm already rolling my Brooklyn eyes Brooklyn Bowl had a day par- day party for kids. Oh. And they have a live band and they do covers. So I missed the Prince cover band, which <gasps> I was you. so pissed off. I was in Puerto Rico or else I would have gone to that Prince cover band. I know the DJ and the band that did it. It's sick. So there was a Fleetwood Mac cover band Ooh. and everybody on my floor has kids. And I was like, hey, do you guys want to go to Brooklyn Bowl's Fleetwood Mac thing with our kids? It's day drinking. It's good food. And then they have like people with like glow sticks for kids. So it was lit. It's basically a rave. It was a rave for kids. <laughs> My shit was, cup of tea. Shit was lit. I had two margaritas by noon. Are there ever sloppy drunk parents there? Yes. See, that's the best part about living in New York. Like, you can get sloppy drunk and then get an Uber or yeah. get on the train. Yeah. This mom was by herself, and she had my old hair, like curly bob. And I was like, oh, I like your hair because it's my hair. <laughs> and really, I really just like love me. myself, you know. <laughs> This is my card. You're like, um, I have a podcast. Check like, it out. No, but I was like, I was like, rate, review, and subscribe. No, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, here. So I was like, I'm, I'm hitting on you. And she's like, oh, I'm like, that's what you call it when you hit on another mom friend. I was like, schooling. You're, I was like, that's and what then you she's call like. It. Wait, are, do you want to have sex with me? Yeah. Like what? Like now we're at the Brooklyn Bowl bathroom. I was like, that was another time, girl. That was before the baby. <laughs> anyway, what is the craziest shit your kid has ever said to you? And what is the craziest shit you have ever had to explain to your kid? Probably like how like how she got here. Yeah. So like my my daughter. Did she ask that? Well, because so my daughter's really obsessed with her baby pictures. Like she's constantly taking my phone and wants to scroll back. And oh my look god, at Luna too. What little and narcissist? Like, I know. And like <laughs> wants to show everyone. Like look at me, look at me. I'm like, okay, we were there. We know. <laughs> um, one day she was like, so so I was in your tummy, and I was like, yes, yeah, you were my tummy, which is not even accurate either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably need to do some unlearning on that, too. Um, and she was like, how did I get there? And I was like, well, and I was like, fuck, what do I do? How do I say this? Because I am, like, that conscious parent. Like, we don't talk. We don't say pee-pee and, like, boobies. We say vagina yeah. and, like, all those things. And I was like, well, uh, you know, your daddy um, and I loved each other. And um, he, like, 
you know, we 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 he danced. We loved each me. other. We like loved each other. He rubbed on my tummy, and like we had we like spread our love. And then he like planted a seed inside me, and she's like, "What do you mean planted a seed? Like, how did the seed get there?" Oh I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "I shouldn't have said the plant the seed part." And I was like, "Well," and I, I definitely like that was my first time. Her that was like actually the love first and last time. I, I I hope she asks me again soon because I feel like I did a really fucked up job. <laughs> she will. You were put on the. Spot. I I was like, I was like, at least I didn't say it was like a fucking bird or like yeah. Cinderella. Like, but she was like, yeah. So wait, there was a seed. I was like, yeah. And then you grew in love. And she's like, but I don't, I don't understand the seed. I was like, baby, it just, it was there. What am I supposed to say? Your dad put his dick in me, and then like, I don't know. <laughs> we were in Jamaica. We we're wasted. <laughs> Shit got a little crazy, baby. We Shit got, got a little fucked crazy. Up. It was by accident. I wasn't expecting you. <laughs> And also, we weren't together. Exactly. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It reminds, it reminds me of one time. I, I have this theory. Like, Luna's been here, like, a lot of times before. Yeah. And we were watching the um, the Good Adams Family, the, the second one, you know? Yeah. And Where she a, goes to camp. Once yeah, the camp goes to camp. Yeah. So, the, so there's a part, in the, and, like, for, like, four months, my daughter was obsessed with fucking Wednesday. She was Wednesday. I was Morticia for yeah. following. Oh, can we talk about that she, for one second? She has a very dark side. No. A, that costume... From all of you was so good. We're, we're like, you were the sexiest Morticia I have ever seen. <laughs> we're we're very serious about Halloween. Good. Okay, you, no, they were because I was taking the picture and Jabila was like, "Don't smile, don't smile." No, no, Luna, don't smile. No, and Luna, Luna was had, like, Luna had been practicing not like being a dark little non-smile, and she was she was committed to the role. It was so good. So like, anyway. so for four months leading up fucking Halloween, we watched the goddamn Adam's Family. And don't judge me because my daughter's a little mature. Maybe she's not, but she's watching all the movies. That's I told fine. Her yeah. yeah. So there's a part in the movie you're the, shaping her, right? Yes. There's a part in the movie where they're in the hospital, they're about to have the baby, and there's a little girl, and she's like, Oh, my, I'm having a little brother. Wednesday's like, Me too. She's like, My daddy planted a seed, put a little magic, sprinkled some glitter, and a rainbow appeared, and now I have a baby brother. And so, <laughs> so Wednesday goes, My parents had sex. <laughs> and I start busting out laughing. And, he, and then Luna goes, my parents had sex. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then starts laughing too. I've never been so proud. I was just like, great, I don't have to explain shit. <laughs> and I just start laughing. I'm like, this shit is funny. I don't know. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but it was, it was great. Oh, Speaking. I love this. Okay, so this is a really, really good segue because we want to play a game with you. Okay. And we're calling it Do Tell. And the whole concept is do you tell your kid? Do you not tell your kid on these kind of difficult, maybe not difficult, more mature Tricky. Topics. Situation is tricky. Sex is one of them. So we'll just, let's just start with that one off the bat. So we know that Luna now says, my parents had sex. Well, I don't know if she's saying it anymore. <laughs> just like but does of, she know what sex is? No, I don't think so. Well, I, one time I saw her doing like a humping motion and I'm like, what are you doing? Just, you know, trying to inquire yeah, right. general inquiry. I'm, general like, <laughs> I'm like, who does that? Where are you getting that from? You know, she's like, you, you and daddy. I was like, fuck my life. <laughs> I'm like, we do? Really? When? You're like, I haven't. We haven't lived together in three years. What are you talking about? Right? I'm like, hmm, note to self. These motherfuckers don't forget shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think it's there yet. I, I think when it comes and there's a maturity level that I feel like is understandable, then we'll discuss sex. But I'm not, I'm, I, like, I think it's age appropriate honesty. Like, I I'm, learned really early. My mom taught me because she's like a nurse, so she wanted to do very oh, me- yeah. medical. But it's so funny because my Luna, when she sees Lee and I kiss, she gives us like a weird look like she's into it. Like she stares at us and then she makes a face that is so bizarre. She's like, it's like a weird, you <laughs> can't see the face. For those of you who couldn't see what Carrie just did, she kind it's of like, like raises 
raised her eyebrows. It's like a and knowing smile. Yes. She's like, okay, okay, I have a question. And I'm for like, you guys. I think she's into it. I think she's a voyeur. What? And he's like, get that voyeur, voyeur, get that voyeur, voyeur, Wait, get that voyeur, voyeur. For real. But I have, a, I, have a, I have a question for you guys because there's this thing like, okay, so obviously we've been here before. Like we come as we are. I remember kind of being like, like, like a little freaky kind of kid. Like I kind of, I probably was who I was before I knew. Yeah, I was definitely. But like, I'm, I, there's always like, like, did something happen to me? Or I was like, I'm just like a freaky little kid. And that's the other thing I believe also about like not shaming kids when it comes to like totally, masturbation, yeah. not making it a huge fucking deal because then like the, then you're me and you don't masturbate a lot. Right. I don't masturbate that much either. Okay, good. Because I, I thought do. I was the only one. I do. I want to. Dad, I used stop to. listening. <laughs> Dad, this is a part where you. Turn I don't it off. really get to anymore because I just feel like it's weird to do next to my husband. But I'm all for it. Well, you better use him. Shit, what you hear? I for? know exactly. Because <laughs> sometimes it's just too much work. I know. Let's be honest. No, sometimes, sometimes you don't want to do the guy. You just yeah. need a quickie. And I don't want him to judge my porn. Like he knows what kind of porn I like. But sometimes oh. you just want to watch some What's your porn? porn? Carrie? Sometimes What's you your porn just category? need to go to sleep. I don't know. I tend to find lady lady porn. Much more, which he he wouldn't mind. He knows that that's the case, but I find it much more accessible because I don't know. Sometimes girl on guy porn, I find so aggressive, aggressive, and I also am like, <clears throat> I don't need a, a shot of your vagina that close. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I don't no, need. No, I'm good with that. And I also like for me, I don't need to see like full penetration of a dick and a vagina. Mm. I like a penetration. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a lot of penetration. Yeah, POV. I've been to bondage though. Oh, yeah. I have, like, a little bit of bo- light, light bondage. Light bondage. There's so many categories. It's yeah. crazy. Okay, so do you tell your kids or do you not tell when you're sad or upset? I tell. I'll be like, hold me. <laughs> <laughs> For real, my child has consoled me many times. Yeah. I think it's important. Like, not important. Like, you don't put all your shit. Like, mommy can't pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're hungry. No, but, like. I'm a single mom. I only have one meal. <laughs> <laughs> Life is real. You yeah. know, like, this is not some fucking fairy tale. Shit happens. And if we don't prepare a child in the, the reality of the world, you're not going to realize shit is real. And I think that's a big problem with even how we grew up. I'm not saying you guys, but, like, in general, there was this hush-hush, like, everything's okay. Nothing's wrong. It's to the point where, as adults, we look at our parents, and, you're like, when they're flawed, you're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah that fuck? moment. You mm-hmm. did what? Yeah. But, like, so I, I never want to, like, be this uh, invincible, unre- like, person that doesn't have feelings, even to my four-year-old. Like, yeah, she's seen me cry. I've been through breakups. But my dad. Your dad's getting my fucking nerves. He hurt my feelings. I mean, I don't say yeah. that. But I'm saying when I'm going through stuff, do, has she been around? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How about uh, smoking weed? Like, do your do your daughters know yes. that you— Okay. Um, they've seen me smoke weed. It's a flower. It's also, it's also California where yeah. like, it's totally normal. Here it's kind of still villainized a little well, bit. Well, I think we, we, we also are big on the approach. So I'll show my I, – and I, I've met a – before I was a mom, I met a family who did it this way, and I knew immediately that was how my situation was going to go. But it was like, this is a flower. Oh, look at it. This is pretty. This is a medicine. We pick it. We roll it. Like So it's not some estranged, naughty, terrible secret thing. Like my de- dad used to smoke weed in the garage, and I'm like, what are you doing in there? I yeah. smell that smell. I think it's moving – towards what you're talking about. I feel like the, it's moving towards like, this is a medicine, this is a flower, it comes from nature. Not everywhere, but I think a large amount of places that's And, and parents moving. smoke cigarettes in front of their fucking kids? Yes, I don't think it's any different. Parents drink <laughs> wine? Like, yeah. I think like my daughter, you know, she knows when I go outside, I'm going to go out there and she knows I'm smoking. Like, yeah. And she doesn't really want to hang out with me. She's like, okay, I'll be inside. She knows like this is mommy's time and that's it. Like, you know, my, my parents hid it from me and it made me so interested in it. Whereas for her, like she sees it, it's not weird at some point you know it's she'll boring sh- at probably. some point she's like whatever she'll probably make a decision on whether she wants to or not and yeah. you know when we I'll, we'll cross that bridge when that bridge comes but for me like i don't know and i honestly like jamila has really been like someone that's kind of like 
made it more normal for me because I came from parents that were so like, we don't do this. Even like my mom, even now is still like that with my brother who is 19 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't know my mom smokes weed. Actually, I just told well, him Well, he that. might now. Actually, I told him that in D.C. when I was just with him like last week. I mean, he's like, mom doesn't smoke weed. I'm like, yes, she does. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck she's telling you. <laughs> yeah. But, but she fucking smokes. I smoke weed with mom. Right. And he's like, what? You need to get on that train. Wow. Yeah. Don't tell Erica shit. I'm just like, <laughs> but he's a grown ass. He's a man. I'm like, why are we lying to him? Yeah. It's so yeah. Yeah. Everyone, Erica's mom smokes weed. Right. <laughs> wow. I mean, not all the time. But right. like, I just like, it's a fucking flower. You guys, yeah. like, yeah. why are we making this seem like? But when we make it like crack, crack or something, yeah, yeah. Th- then it's going to be this naughty, terrible thing. Then people, uh, people are like more okay taking prescription drugs, right? And, and are and like, the, well, it was prescribed to me, and, and so then you're and addicted it. and you're fucked, right? And then the opioid crisis, right? Exactly. right. One time, Luna told me she's like, Mom, so and so at school said weed. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, what? Did, well, in what context? <laughs> yeah, you're like, she's pulling she's like, some weeds, or yeah, yeah. she was like, he picked up like a stick, and he's like, this is weed. And I'm like, oh, okay. At least it was kind of accurate. Dang, right? yeah. progressive. <laughs> but but I, fe- I felt proud that she, she could, she just, she told me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and also she was like. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, not you're it. dumb. Right. Yeah, exactly, you're dumb. That's also the benefit of being really open with your children. And this is where I'm, it's a fine line in my mind, and I don't know what that line is, and that's what I'm trying to navigate myself. But the benefit is, like, you now have children who come to you very openly and very honestly and are talking to you. And that, I mean, that's my goal. That's I want. I want my yeah. kid, because I felt, pretty safe coming to my parents. And, you know, the truth is my parents were not drinkers. They certainly didn't but smoke anything. But she's the product anything. of teen pregnancy. And, so. and I am the product of teen pregnancy, so I learned about sex very young. I learned about safe sex very young. So I like talking to other people and kind of navigating, you know, like learning how to navigate this. I think there is a line for sure. You know, like I'm not It's just like, what is I'm it? Not, you, don't want, you don't want to feel like as a kid that you have to take care of your parents. Right. So... There is a line of over... Like, I have my family and then my stepfamily. You know, my dad got remarried. My mom got remarried. My mom is like the... I can tell her everything, but she's also pretty straight-laced. And my dad and my stepmom are like 2.0 fun family. Like, they're the people that will, like, buy it for you. Mm-hmm. And you could do it at their house. And it's it's a fine line. Like, you don't want to be so straight-laced that you're afraid of telling someone something. But you also don't want to be the party parents where you're then other things. You're like, do I have to take care of them now? Right. Like, it's it, there's a fine line. How do you... How do you navigate what that line is like at this point uh, I guess it's still it, early I, know. I mean I guess it's like I only know when it pops up you know like I just when you asked us earlier about sex like what I taught like I tell my daughter like if she asked me like what sex is would I just be like it's when a penis enters a you know vagina. well yeah, you gotta use you gotta use animal like animals like national geographic you gotta be like mating yeah you know you gotta, you gotta go to the, like yeah. the very you know, that's how I feel I like. think like you I want my daughter to be four, right? Like, yeah. I don't want her to, right. like, get yeah. so much information that, like, she, I'm giving her information that, like, a her maybe a 12-year-old would Yeah, need. I was pretty adult at an early age. I you wish know? I was a kid a little longer. Yeah, and I, like, and I want her to that's be. That's nobody's fault. That's just the way it was, yeah. <laughs> right. You're just a grony. Yeah. That's so, I, I don't really know if there's, like, a, a line that I know of, like, that I know for sure. I just know that I do want my daughter to be her age. Yeah. And this is where your name is so perfect, Good moms, bad choices, because you're good moms. You're great moms. Sometimes we make the wrong choices. And I don't mean this about you specifically. All of us as moms, sometimes we we don't make the right decision in something like that. You get what I'm saying. One, one, I, one, just, time, one time I told Luna, we're all going to die. <laughs> right. Like, 
<laughs> and after I said it, I was like, maybe I should have rephrased like, that. How do I? <laughs> Listen, parenting is trial and error. The idea is that, not to use some like hippie terms, but the idea is that we're mindful enough in the moment to realize when the error was yes. and fix it a little quicker than if you're not mindful and you just say shit without realizing the impact that it's going to create. Right. It's all going to be trial. We've never done this before. You've never been a parent before until right now. Never been a parent to a two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five, no. six, so seven, eight, nine. So it's trial and error. A lot of people think, and I've thought this too, like, once I say it, it's final. That's it. She'll never forget. And that's not the truth either. Like, there's there's more conversations to be had to even correct what maybe you said that yeah, you shouldn't no have said. Yeah. That. You know, like, yeah. even this idea that I told my daughter, like, there was a seed and then it was, we rubbed each other. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I... I <laughs> About that story. You know, we're going to have this conversation again and hopefully I'll be better equipped to explain it. Yeah. You know? So I think, like, I, knowing that, like... But you're a conscious parent. You're realizing the things you're saying as you're saying them instead of just being like, this is how it's done and tune out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, even what you said about how you you don't use like peepee or boobies or anything, I do. I say wiener just because I feel Luna like says vagina already and knows how to point to it. And I, vagina, months. Yeah. I yeah. just don't like penis. I just like the, don't like the sound of the word. I like it, the only reason so I that, call it a wiener. Well, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why I was I'm really like I, I encourage parents to you know call your your sex parts by what they're actually called is because one of my best friends. How, shout out to Jessica Romo. Yeah, Jessica Romo. She um she works with like kids that have been abused and she told me early on when I was pregnant like I really she's my daughter's godmother and she's like I really need you to tell do- your daughter and Irie about her body parts because there's been cases where kids can't identify their body parts in, correctly in, correctly in court cases or they feel shamed by their body like there was this one case where this guy was molesting this little girl and she went up on the stand and they interviewed her and she kept calling it her butterfly and she wouldn't like acknowledge what it was she didn't know she, this didn't, what she thought it was called and, and she, he got off he got off Wow. and so that's why I think it's important to talk about like for my for me at least for my daughter to know like the other day she's like mommy my vagina's itchy I was like thank you well we're calling it a penis from here on out <laughs> I'm proud it's like my it's honestly like it's my pride and glory Lee's like stop telling people I was like Luna where's your vagina and she points at me I goes that's my girl like it's my pride and glory yeah I'm like has anyone touched your vagina today she's like no she's like mom why do you ask me if anyone touched my vagina every day I'm like because I want to know yeah, yeah, but then that's what Jessica also talks about that too. Just asking casually, not like sitting them down. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. You know, like so. You know, and it's yeah. like don't make it a big deal. Yeah, yeah. We did an episode on the previous show that was very interesting, talking about um, like bound- children's boundaries, and they said that I can't even remember who the once guest it, was. I don't. I can't once either. it, once they, the child creates the boundary. So once they start creating once a sense of pr- a privacy for them, like when they're like, "Don't come into my room, I'm naked." Then you also respect it. Right. So then you say, "Don't come into the room now, mommy's naked." When they initiate that. It's a privacy time. I don't think I'm ever going to stop being naked in front of my daughter. Well, it's also a little different because it's a, a girl, girl, girl with a girl. Right. This was like I girl still guy. see my mom yeah. naked and she still sees me But naked. like let the child tell you yeah. when it's time that they want some privacy boundaries. And that's when, especially in like a... Um, uh, opposite sex situation. I think when Luna started trying to touch it, what's that, Dad? Yeah. Oh, but my <laughs> Sebastian's always done that, though. and Lee is not like but a walk around nice. naked. It's not. I mean, kind of partner. I am. I want her to see your body. I, it's important to me that Luna sees accurately 
what bodies are like without any like, oh, I have to cover up right now. And, like, and, just don't and, do and, it. And, and, yeah, like, because we, we, we force that. Society forces that on us as women in general. So I, I, I agree. In the terms of like skin to skin, yeah. when, when Luna was born, I was all about like, we're all getting the bathtub, hold her. Yeah. Like, I took a was, bath with Luna this morning before the shower. Well, we're going to be showering for like, not forever, but like. I shower with Sebastian still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and I, because my baby daddy asked me that, but like when she was an infant, like when, when can I not like be around her naked? I was like, I don't know. We'll figure it out because she's going to be like, this like oh look look at that penis. yeah <laughs> but, but but yeah it's just like it's not like I, I saw a post and about a dad putting trunks up. my dad used to take a bath with us with trunks yeah and I didn't think anything of it I just no. thought it was totally normal but I saw women going batshit over this dad taking a fucking bath with his motherfucking kid why I was in the comments with his trunks on yeah Who I was cares? in the comments it's cur- a pool cursing everybody out trying to educate and enlighten everyone yeah. like it fucked me up that women in general and people in general are so traumatized can I just say like as as somebody who did who wasn't accustomed to seeing my dad naked you know there was always kind of this thing in my head I remember like walking in on my dad in the bathroom changing or something totally accidental and feeling this sense of true shame about and I don't think I saw anything but just like true shame about seeing anything and now as an adult I'm like it was because of what was put on me by my grandmother and the shame that was like associated with all of that and Sebastian's not going to have to deal with that like he's two years old he'll even if we stop tomorrow he'll have some memory of the fact that he's taken you know showers with his mom he's seen his mom naked and it's not a big deal and I think there's like this stigma that really affects you down the road and it doesn't need to be there I think we live in such a creepy fucked up world that like shit does happen to a lot of yeah. like a lot of Let's be real. There's a lot of molestation that happens in childhood, yes. mostly with people close to you. And so I think we've 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 functioned from that place all the time. But there's a thin line because, of course, yes. you're going to prepare your kid. Like, and this is my thing. Like, I'm not dropping my fucking kid off with anybody. Right. Unless it's people I absolutely 100% trust. I'm not leaving my kid atten- unattended with any of my boyfriends. Like, that's never going to fucking happen. And you even have- if it is with someone you trust, you hope you, you still have a dialogue with your child. But, but that's the most important yeah. part is, like, having the dialogue and the empowerment to say, uh-uh, I, I'm not with this and let me call my mom or I'm going to tell my mom and you being like the child having the power. And I think sometimes we function from a place where everything is like, you're going to get, you could get touched. Your kid could get touched. Your kid could get molested. If you, if you're, if you see this, like it's all these things. And I think that those first impressions of sex, yes. sexuality, nudity, really leave a long lasting impression yep. on we children. We go the opposite. We, we go like Puritan because we're afraid. Of- f- it's fear based. Instead of being like, this is natural. This is what it is. And there are weirdos out there. So be prepared for that too. Of course. But don't expect everyone to be a predator. And I'm big also, on that. Also, your mom is the most amazing person, so share with me. <laughs> right, right. I can tell you everything. Right. I, I mean, Sebastian has started doing this thing when because he's not potty trained. He doesn't want to be yet. I'm not pushing it because apparently that fucks them up, too. Um, <laughs> everything fucks him up. He started this thing where when you clean his penis, he goes like, no, don't touch. Don't touch. And I started to panic. And I was like, is somebody touching your penis? And and I was saying like somebody touching your pee pee is there some you know at daycare when you when you get your diaper changed does someone touch your pee pee he goes no 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 so I mean I have to take that as it as it is and I said you know like the only people who can touch your pee pee are people who are changing your diaper to clean it any other reason you don't like I don't really know how else to Man, tell parenting him to fucks set. your brain up doesn't yeah, it because Girl. you just feel like everything and this is why we so need to hard. be kinder to each other so because hard. every thing you do you feel like you're fucking them up later on in life right 
I could talk to you all day. I'm trying to like Instagram you guys without seeming like a creepy lech. So let's just. I lo- no. I, I'm a, we appreciate all your Good. stories. Good. By the okay. way, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. All of them. I love you guys. Not we even just like little core hardcore. Okay. So <laughs> let's just shamelessly self promote. Where can we find you? When are your meetups? Give us all the deets. So uh, you can find us on Instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices. Um, you can check out our website, goodmomsbadchoices.com. We actually are having our second live show in L.A. on March 28th. It's at, at a secret location. It's 420 friendly. That's right. Is that why it's secret? Mm, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, it's LA. No one gives a It's fuck. called House of... We've, we've named it House of Bad Choices. Nice. Oh, I love that. Um, there's going to be a bar. Um, there's going to be bomb ass... Speaking of swag bags, we have a bomb ass VIP swag bag. So nice. if you uh, are in the LA area, you should definitely come hang out with us. And yep. it's a perfect opportunity to meet other... Moms. Free moms. Yeah. yeah. So if you are lonely out there, come come join our community. And there'll be a summer, there'll be a summer meetup in New York, which we'll be at. Yes, we're doing sure. we'll be doing a meetup in well, we're doing a show in July. We come to New York all the time. So we're actually we're, we we're do, doing a meetup there. Uh, well, I was gonna say if you need a hookup for a meetup, let me know. We'll we'll, we'll plan some meetups with you guys. For sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then you can uh, like you can you can find our podcast on all places podcasts are found, Spotify, iTunes. Sign up for their newsletter. They have an amazing we do have blog, a new- newsletter. We, we have a newsletter, but also if you guys want to watch our episodes, we also do bonus episodes on Patreon. Oh, so because we're considered explicit, you can't search us. So you have to you have to go to Patreon backslash Good Moms Bad Choices. It's worth really? it, guys. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. I love your categories on Patreon. Like <laughs> like the, the Oh the tears. Yes, I love it. It's so good. Uh, we even have like some sex moves on there. Um Sex yes. positions. Yes. There's lots of gems on the Patreon. Lots of extra gems. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that's all the places you can find us. Do you want to plug yourselves individually as well? Sure. I can always use more followers. Yes. Right? <laughs> Give me free shit. Um, Mila underscore Mapo, M-A-P-P-O, M-I-L-A-H underscore M-A-P-P-O. Lots of topless pictures there. She, oh, God. Her <laughs> boobies are so nice. She's got nice little boobies. <laughs> they're censored because I put they're the little good. squiggly line. She look good, there. though. I'm not going to lie. She look good. <laughs> uh, and you can find me at Watch. Erica, E-R-I-C-A. Gorgeous. You posted a picture the other day that was like fucking stunning. Oh, thank you. I don't even remember what it was. I just remember being like, oh my God. Erica's like annoyingly photogenic. I know you are very photogenic. But also beautiful in real life. Also, I love all your beach pictures. I was like, I need to take a lesson from the angles. I know my angles. I'm catching a beach. Bitch knows her angles. Bitch knows her angles. Carrie and I are very progressive and we're all about like not judging people on their looks, but we're all about pretty ladies. (laughs) So we love you too so much and you're so beautiful. Thank Thank you. you. Also, send us nudes. You can make it one of those things that expires after one look. I don't even give a fuck. Hashtag swag bag. Okay, so we do a segment called hashtag swag bag and it's basically like real stuff that we like not that anyone is necessarily giving us money for or shit like that. Mm-hmm. I wish someone would give us money for something. But anyway. Sometimes people send us <laughs> yes. the things and they are things we really like. But, but we this only is talk like about truly, truly like. stuff that we are just helping us get us through, that we love, that if we had a swag bag to give all moms, we would we would give it. So mm-hmm. do you want us to go first so you have time to think? I already know. Me too. Okay. So let's do it. Tell us your hashtag swag bag. So for me, it's obviously going to be Beauty Blender, which is my other brand. Um, and... I would say... Just this little brand. Yes, just a little brand called Beauty Blender. <laughs> yeah, if you like makeup, check us out. Yeah. Um, Beauty Blender, I would say Puzzle Huddle, which is... Um, it's founded by... I saw that. Uh, a black couple. They create puzzles um, for, you know, that for representation. Um, doc, like, they have little, like, black ballerinas. Like, and real scientists. puzzles? Yeah, yeah. Puzzles.
puzzles. Oh, okay. Not like on a computer. No, no. Um, you know what I really like? Doc Johnson's iVibe series. Uh, Doc Johnson's a huge I, sex toy company. I want it. That What is that called? The iPlease. Yeah, it's the iPlease. There's also this. Yes, play it. Put it on. Oh, the necklace. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is a... Fuck, what is it called? Vibrator? It's a vibrating... It's like a necklace that oh. it, look, it looks like an accessory. You'd Crave? never... No. You'd I, never know it was a vibrator, but Jamila wears it as a necklace. I like it. It looks like it a vape necklace, kind of. Okay, wait, that's not good. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Yeah, it, like, I think it's so sexy if you go like to dinner and yeah. then... This is from Bloomy, but this, this is something I, I really fuck with. And it comes in silver, gold, and rose gold. Nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you... Guys, so much for Thank coming. You. We Hi, love guys. you. Good moms, bad choices. Listen, subscribe, rate, rate and review. <laughs> okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Montourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Montourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com.